0: This is growing native, and I'm Petey mosquito It's officially fall, and as if on cue, the dry breezes that tell me fall is coming got gusty and cool. A recent trek into nearby hills was marvelous, with leaves of trees fluttering in the cool wind. Creeks were running, acorns were falling from Arizona white oaks. It felt like fall, and it was. Morning temperatures at our home near the banks of the Oaxalote had been teasing at 60 degrees but finally dropped into the 50s. I contemplate a jacket as I hit out the door at dawn. Nah, not yet. But once outside, I do say, "Brrr," And the 50s aren't that cold, right? But brrr is just practice for the 40s. And then a jacket. Hey, I was reading uh, some scientific names of plants, the genus of a plant and the species of a plant. Um, The binomials, right? I mean, they're fun for me. They're they're sometimes quite confounding, but they're fun. And yes, that's tragic. (laughs) But I was reading the names of these genus and species of plants, and uh, I've been looking at books. And use bookstores online, and I'd search titles of books of interest to me, and you can look for find use bookstores online and find that title. It's fun. I mean, there's some stuff missing, like pulling the book off a shelf. You know, as you search the horticulture plant select section of your of your favorite bookstore. And you pull that title, it interests you, and you can open it and turn the pages. Then you go up to check out, and the, the person at the cashier said, says, Oh, I love that book, too. And you race off to look at another one, you know. So that human interaction is totally missing. And, of course, the one thing that's truly missing is the smell of a used bookstore. But, hey, I'd found a copy of a paper-bound book put out by the American Garden Guild Club, Guild Book Club, I should say, called... S- the self-pronouncing dictionary of plant names, new and revised, <laughs> by a fellow named Ralph Bailey. Yeah, the first one uh, that came out was 1948, and I had the 1962 edition in my hands. It contains a list of genera with a meaning and the pronunciation, and a list of species with the meaning and the pronunciation. I mean, it's it's a small book, only 64 pages, but I was having a blast, you know, turning pages, chuckling, wowing, what? <laughs> But listen, listen, listen. In the genera section, I saw the, the genus Melampodium. Oh, yeah, Blackfoot Daisy. He's going to say Blackfoot. No, no, Mr. Mosquito. no. <laughs> Linnaeus, the king of the binomial, the instigator of binomials, back in the 1700s, he named the genus Melampodium to honor Melampus. The legendary soothsayer and a healer, originally a Pylos and of course ruled at Argos, a mythological soothsayer of Linnaeus, his disciples, and his followers and his cronies. They love to name genera after mythological Greek and Roman characters. Is that wonderful? So, not Blackfoot Daisy, but Melampus Daisy, and maybe Soothsayer Daisy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's a favorite plant, imagine that uh, and I always find it on gravelly, rocky soil, you know, almost always limestone, white ray, ray flowers, so white petals yellow disc, 6-8 inches off the ground fragrant in the morning, that flower leucanthum is the specific epithet white flower, melampus leucanthum Around you and me, uh, found from 2,000 feet—we're talking desert—up to 5,000 feet in elevation, up in the, uh, where the mosquitoes live, right? And, uh, and always on those aforementioned slopes and gravelly mesas. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you what: when you see this plant, and you say you're with your friends, you can say, "That's not blackfoot daisy; that's melampus daisy." Some of us call it the soothsayer daisy. <laughs> Oh man, it's full! Uh, oh, it's just the greatest time of year. Time to get out, get out in the desert at two thousand feet up to five thousand feet, looking for Melampus. Hey, desert is beautiful. Yeah, it is. I'm Petey Mosquetti, and this has been Growing Native.